You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Steady Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Delatory. Mm, same corner, same time. Fresh off of Mother's Day. How was you guys Mother's Day weekend? Mm, filled with love, isn't that right? That's the difference between Mother's Day and Father's Day. Yeah, get some love this time. Next month is going to be a lot of love. Everybody's going to be drained of love after, after yesterday. Yep. <laughs> you got, got, a, uh, got a tie, maybe a pair of socks waiting for you. Barbecue mm. grill kit, and I don't even yep. eat meat. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> getting the getting the Omaha steak subscription for Father's Day. Yeah, here you go, Dad. Go cook us yeah. some food. Here are the pork chops that you'll never eat, right? Right. Mm. Uh, good Mother's Day. Um, my mom's hard to get gifts for, so about um, five years ago, I got her a monthly uh, delivery of these like ice water drinks that she likes. So she's been like the sparkling, the sparkling ice. Yeah, like sparkling yeah, yeah, ice yeah, yeah. water. So she gets uh, she gets a delivery of those every month. That's been a, a five year running gift, and she gets a daughter in law this year. Uh, so that was things, things gift you love to mom. see. Yeah, yeah. You love to uh, see. Get to what? T minus six weeks, Nick. Mm. Yeah, man. Under fifty days. Well, close, yeah. man. Man, pump for you. Excited. Reconsider. Read some literature. <laughs> 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 oh man, no, it was good. It was good. Uh, last week was in uh, was in Denver, as you guys remember. Uh, I right, was at right. Red Rocks. Fantastic experience. We were just talking about it right before the show started. If you get the chance. And it's within your means, and you can make the time. Go out to Red Rock, see, see anybody. But if it's one of your favorite artists, it's truly probably one of the most incredible experiences of your life. Um, there's just something about the way that an artist treats Red Rocks. You know, we were talking about it. Um, you know, I think if you're in a major city, New York City, L.A., uh, Atlanta, for some folks, or or maybe where that artist is from, it's a little bit different. But if you're just a a spot on the map, kind of like Tampa is for for a lot of these artists. I don't want to say they mail it in, um, but maybe they don't bring you know their A plus effort. Maybe it's just an A or an A minus effort. Um, sometimes a B or even a C, like Dom Dalla was a few weeks ago. But anyway, uh, long story short, if you have the opportunity, go check out Red Rocks. It's it's an incredible uh, experience. We'll highly encourage you to do it. I loved it so much. I'm even going back next Wednesday. So, hey, man, Ed, Ed Sheeran, bit. Ed Sheeran's gonna be in Tampa, Dan. I saw that. Yeah, a lot of people on uh, a lot of people come to Tampa. Luke Combs is coming in a few weeks. Ed Sheeran is coming in a few weeks. Taylor Swift was just here. Um, best city in the state, no doubt. Yeah, relax a little bit with that. I take it easy on that that take. But uh, I, I, I was going to check Wiz out at uh, when I was out there for four twenty. But we just got too busy with with um, a lot of shooting shenanigans with yeah. you know content and whatnot but yeah uh Boscape told me the same thing out there like it, the amphitheater the vibes out there i went to red rock so it's yep. beautiful like it, it's incredible man uh getting out there and seeing all of that in person uh it's inspiring stuff man makes you want to see more of the world and whatnot but um 
Beautiful. Got to catch a concert out there, Dan. Which yeah, absolutely. No, funny that you mentioned that, Silk. I actually had a a friend of mine uh, go to that Wiz show and said it was awesome. Uh, right. Just very coincidentally, the guy that I'm going to see, uh, him and his wife, Brooke and I are going out. Uh, him and his wife are going to see two friends. It's a it's a fun DJ group. It's not. Uh, I don't maybe EDM. I don't know. Probably not. Um, fun DJ group, but um, they said that that Wiz concert was awesome. They had tickets from. Uh, I think it was during COVID time and the show got moved. They couldn't go. So they're like, oh, we got to, we got to do this. So uh, great, uh, great spot. If you're watching on YouTube, we're going to throw a couple comments on there. If you're watching us on YouTube, comment, subscribe, do all that kind of fun stuff. DK says he's wanting to go see Hozier out in Red Rocks. I heard Hozier puts Take on a great show and St. Pete Not is greater than Tampa. Don't, don't know if I believe that St. Pete is nice though. St. Pete is great. Number two. Um, no, Hozier's what? Like, um, they're like pop rock, pop rock. Um, maybe, maybe pop rock. Um, you find out DK's out here traveling across the world to see some pop rock. It just says, uh, it says folk, soul, and blues. Okay. That's probably that's probably better than pop rock. Pop yeah. rock, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, a yeah. wild lane to put my guy yeah, yeah. in. Music, you put him right man. up there with Nickelback and Creed. I don't know if that's a, no. that's a slight. That's a slight. <laughs> no, I'm Nickelback saying that's what Nick did. Pop rock. Pop rocks. Pop rocks. Anyway, um, boys, we got a, uh, a great show this week. We got a transfer portal commitment. We'll talk a little bit about uh, some recruiting. Nick will go through some baseball updates. Big win over Vanderbilt this weekend. Uh, even got to debunk a myth about somebody's death on the timeline. Uh, <laughs> oh, Dan, Dan came after me. No, no. Um, just asking for clarification. Uh, as always, we can talk a little bit more about that. As always, this show is sponsored by our friend Alan Horn with State Farm Insurance. If you're in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, or Alabama, we always encourage you to shop your rates. Um, give him a call, 706-692-2888 or allenhorninsurance.com. Auto home, renters, life, business insurance, retirement planning, whatever it might be, 706-692-2888. Nick, we often save this for last, but it was a big weekend on the uh, the baseball diamond. Uh, hopefully you're ready to chat a little bit about it. Let's uh, let's dive into the Gators' uh, sweep of number five, Vanderbilt. Yeah, this is um, when the baseball schedule comes out, this is the one you always look to um, see where the Vanderbilt schedule or the Vanderbilt series falls. Uh, the class of the SEC East, Florida and Vanderbilt have two of the premier programs in the country and certainly in the conference. So uh, when you see that it falls on the second to last weekend, you, you assume, hey, it's going to have some major SEC implications. Winning in the SEC this year has been hard. The SEC East has been really competitive, really tough. Um, and, and Florida has done an amazing job at home. They did not lose an SEC series. I don't think they lost a series at home. Um in two years, maybe definitely this year, um, but getting a two-one series win over Vanderbilt would have been huge. Um, but now Florida had me up all last night and this morning, crunching numbers. I'm a journalism major and journalist, so we don't do numbers. Um, so I had to break out my calculator. But Florida put themselves in a position to win the SEC championship. Um, they'll need a little help from Vanderbilt this weekend as they host Arkansas who leads the sec, but um, just a super impressive showing from Florida, uh, a 10 0 win 
on on Friday night, and they only allowed four runs. Jack Caglione um, put up his best start of his career on Sunday, struck out nine, went six and two thirds. Um, in the Trenton Thunder, <laughs> uh, Wyatt Langford is 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 back after his injury. Um, you know he he is he is back in a big way. Kate Curland um, hits a home run. He might be SEC Freshman of the Week. So uh, it was a really, really good weekend and a really well-played series, you know, all around. Vanderbilt didn't have two of their starting pitchers, um, so that obviously hurts them. Um, but now Florida goes up to Kentucky. Uh, if they sweep and Vanderbilt beats Arkansas just once, uh, Florida would share uh, a title uh, with the Razorbacks. And if Vanderbilt takes two from Arkansas and Florida sweeps, then Florida will be your 2023 SEC champions. It's a shame we canceled. It's a shame we canceled the season after uh, they got swept at South Carolina. Yeah, no. Um, right now, the Gators sit first in the SEC East. Like Nick just said, it's our 28th 40 win season. They outscored Vanderbilt 22 to four, and UF pitching was three and zero with a .72 ERA and 27 strikeouts. Uh, fantastic weekend for the Gators on the diamond and they are now number four in the country, according to at least one. Poll. Yeah. I, I, there's, there's like six or seven polls. Um, yeah. I think with D one baseball for consistency. Um, so Florida climbed up from seven to four. Um, I think they could have been three ahead of Stanford. Stanford did sweep this weekend, but gave up 30 runs in the process of sweeping. Jeez, how do you um, sweep and give up 30 runs? So they had a 21-20. <laughs> they had a 21 to 20 That's win hot, Sunday man. night. Jeez, Louise. 21 to 20 win. Uh, I was going to say it's a football score, but I don't think Stanford could put that up on the football. Field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a, a missed extra point was the difference in that one. Mm. Um, and Stanford's RPI is 16. Uh, Florida's is six. Um, the Gators, I keep getting asked, like, what does Florida have to do to earn a national seat? As I mentioned before, playing at home is such an advantage in, in college baseball. Getting a national seat, being one of those top eight, means you host a regional and a super regional. So, obviously, a clear advantage. To me, Florida's resume is already there. Like, unless they mm -hmm. get swept to Kentucky and lose their first two games and get eliminated in Hoover and finish the season 0-5 or, or, you know, get swept to Kentucky and – or finish season one and five, however you want to do that math. Mm -hmm. You know, I think Florida's already earned a number, a number eight seed. Um, they, they've Good won deal. 40 games. Um, they have the number six RPI. Kentucky's got the number one RPI has, a, uh, you know, uh, one of the best schedules and, and resumes in the country. So it's not an easy feat this weekend, but uh, I think Florida's already positioned themselves unless they absolutely collapse here in, in the last two weeks. Things you love to see. North Florida Cowboy Nick giving you a little shout out. Said cleanest I've ever seen Nick. That's what's Nick up. came ready I to pod it. this morning. Um, one team that you Nick. probably won't see in the NCAA <laughs> tournament for the first time in 45 years is the Florida State Seminoles. Things you love to see, you know? Things took you Mike, love to see. Took Mike Martin 40 years to build a program. And, and it only took nepotism one to break it down. Mike Shout Martin Jr. Fun, Shout yeah, out to me. Nuts to, nuts to think about. A few months ago, there was a podcast that we won't mention uh, had posted uh, an interview uh, and said that an NCAA title for FSU baseball this year was not out of the cards. So things you love to see, their basketball program down, 
their baseball program down. Um, and then maybe one more year, good year of football, and then they're back down. So things you love to see, FSU sacrificed everything but women's softball for 10 football wins. That's exactly right, DK. All right, let's get into some news on the football field. Uh, Florida Gators landed a transfer offensive lineman, Lindell Hudson Jr., uh, had originally come from FIU, had announced the commitment to South Florida, uh, but came and visited this weekend uh, and is going to be joining the Florida Gators. Six foot six, 300 pounds, started every game in 2001, had a back injury that cost him four games, but started every other game in 2022 did i say 2001 or 21 yeah whatever 2021 started all the games all but four in 2022 uh had a number of uh power five offers as well um in that uh in that mix so he joins rj moton caleb banks keontae goodwin cameron jackson micah mazuka graham mertz deuce spurlock cam carroll damian george manny nunnery taraje mitchell and finally, Lindell Hudson as the Florida Gators transfer class as of now. Right on. Silk, any thoughts? Uh, first thoughts is, you know, he has one year to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he does look like God is looking. If you got one year to play, you're looking for film. So it's interesting to see how that, that position is going to play out. If he's going to play tackle, uh, that's got to be shaken out between him, Damian George, and Keontae Goodwin. Uh, in my mindset, I think uh, Damian George is a guy that could slide inside. But uh, regardless of how that position shakes out, uh, he's decent depth. Yeah, uh, you would have liked to get Josh Simmons out of San Diego State. Uh, he didn't make it to campus for the yeah. visit, uh, but you know to be able to find a, a stone that was you know, or a gym that was sitting mm-hmm. in in the, in the cup somewhere, not committed somewhere, but not signed somewhere, and to feel some type of depth. Uh, we'll see how it shakes out. Has a lot of potential. I like his. I like his size. I like how long he's been in uh, college football. Sounds like a Florida State player. Uh, so he he's a grown man. We'll see how it all works out. But um, a good get for a position of need. I don't know how good he's gonna be. You know, uh, playing at University of Florida and in the SEC. But mm-hmm. um, we needed a body there, if anything. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, you, you you saw how quickly things can change on, on the offensive line. Um, that spring game was tough to watch without Mike Mazuka and Kingsley Iguakin. Uh, Man, still getting used to that one. Um, I, I, looking at like pro football focus grades, going back and watching some FIU games, I think this is a depth piece, um, mm-hmm. more of a tackle. Um, I'd like to see Keontae Goodwin just take over that right tackle spot. Um, I think Richie Leonard plays right guard. And then you've got Damian George who can kind of play either one, guard or tackle. Uh, and, and then Hudson would be, I think, a backup tackle. But you need a depth. So, like, even if right. he's not an all-SEC player, you needed somebody who is 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 capable of jumping in and, and playing in a pinch. Right, absolutely. And I don't, I don't think that that Florida um, is is any worse with the take. Um, you know, I think that he he will play. Um, you know, you'd like to see all of those snaps under his belt. Um, you know, certainly if he's a depth piece, that's, that's fantastic news. The Gators desperately needed help there. They needed somebody that had reps. 
Um, you know, there, it's still a work in progress on the, on the offensive line, trying to get it back to, you know, it was a, a highlight of last year. You're obviously replacing a ton of folks. You have a lot of talented players that are in there, but you're still needing to continue to refine that depth. Uh, they lost a few to the transfer portal. So this is a, a nice plug and play player. Hopefully, you know, he exceeds our expectations, um, you know, tackle. I think he has a size for guard too at six six three hundred. Uh, so we'll see where the Gators need him, and maybe he's a utility guy that can play everywhere, uh, but probably center. Um, right now, you know. I'm sorry, I mean, no, you go off. ahead. No. I think our season is going to depend on uh, the offensive line health. Like, period. I know everybody's like super concentrated on Graham Mertz and all of that, yeah. but uh, the run game, uh, mm-hmm. solid defense, is going to solidify some things. But I think our offensive line health. You know, we've seen what it looked like in spring with a couple of starters out. So uh, those guys being healthy the entire fall is going to be detrimental. You, you can make an argument, and you don't even have to, like, bend over backwards to make it that the offensive line health and play is more important than the quarterback play. This is clearly mm-hmm. going to be a team that has to run the football to be successful. Um, you're going to need the passing game to keep defenses honest. But if you don't have solid offensive line play and you can't run behind them, the quarterbacks aren't going to throw you to wins. Right. So, like, Florida's plan to win games this year is going to be to run the football, and you have to have solid offensive line play. So we always talk about quarterbacks. You know, we, the media, we write about quarterbacks because that's what everyone's talking about, and, and maybe we drive that conversation a little bit. I think we try to write what people are interested about, and people are interested about quarterbacks. But I think Florida's offensive line is probably more important to the success of the offense and the health of the program than the quarterback is. Yeah, no, and certainly Micah Mazuka being out for that uh, spring game, uh, you know, is a, is a big detriment. You know, a highly ranked pro football focused guy. Um, you know, hopefully his health, you know, shoulder injury, you know, comes back and is able to to come back and and be the player that he was at at Florida. But you know, you're replacing you know, a, a second round draft pick, you're replacing some other depth that you had uh, as well. And then you did have some transfers over the last few years that would have been working their way up. Now, certainly, you know, Keontae Goodwin, five-star guy, uh, transfers from Kentucky. You see the hopeful promise out of him, you know, but but if he's not able to go or Damian George, you know, is is moves into guard or whatever it is, being able to have that rotational piece that comes in. Because like you said, you know, I think Florida's going to rely – very heavily, not only on the run game, but I think that they're going to rely on these these passing patterns that are probably you know some intermediate routes. Um, you know, Florida I think has some talent to, to allow some of these speedsters to to get open. Um, you know, and, and being able to hold and protect that block is going to be huge. So, Florida has you know obviously some some big names, some some bigger name transfers that, that came in. Uh, it's just that opportunity to to really show it that it's not just promise and it's not just hope and it's not just a highly uh, you know, ranked background uh, that puts you there. But, you know, hopefully Florida can go in and getting a guy like uh, Lindell helps, you know, again, ease that gap if if one of your players does, you know, go out or has to miss a play for, you know, a, a helmet falling off or whatever it might be. I think it's going to be that way. Go ahead, Nick, because I was about to go a little off subject. Go ahead. Okay. Um, and I think outside of San Diego State's guy um, who you didn't get to campus uh, for reasons, um, there's like everyone's in the portal right now has warts like Caleb Williams isn't in the portal mm-hmm. um, so you're not going out and finding the perfect player so I think what Florida has done 
um, with the guys they've gotten in this second portal, uh, they fill needs mainly with experience um, and guys that certainly help with depth. And I think RJ Moten has a chance to start um, mm-hmm. off rip. Um, but, you know, with the way that they're handling their evaluations and stuff, you're, you're going to miss out on some guys, but there's also not, or at least this cycle, there wasn't a ton of guys that you look at and you're like, man, that's the missing piece. Mm-hmm. Get him on the roster. That's right. the missing piece. So like I, I get some frustration, but like there wasn't, uh, you know, a grand slam in, in this spring portal. Yeah, even some of the guys we imported, even the Jalen Key guy that Bama and Florida State got down to, I, I said this on the roll-up yesterday, I don't even think he's, like, that great. He just wanted what was available, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Um, so if you look at the whole pool of, you know, what enters the portal, that could be a demand for something that's not even that great. He may end up just being a gunner at, at, on special teams for Bama, to be real, and it hurts <laughs> Florida State more than anything. But um, a take I had was, I think, across the league, uh, if you look, it's just a turnover in quarterback, you know, uh, uh, everywhere. Uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, Georgia, you know, us. Like the mm-hmm. SEC East is full of quarterback turnover, and I think this is a good year to have a good defense, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the offensive line. I think we're not going to be the only team that that's hoping that the offensive line is healthy they can run the ball and play some defense in this league. So it's going to be interesting. There's a lot of unknowns in the SEC East. Yeah, no, it'll definitely be interesting to watch. There's another transfer portal player that we'll talk about here in a second. But before we do that, let's give a shout out to our friends over at the Gatorverse. Go check them out. Gatorverse.io is their website. Want to announce uh, they're playing in that TBT tournament uh, that ESPN hosts every year. Uh, Right now, uh, they have... One player that's unannounced, uh, they will have uh, a big name. You guys will remember him uh, from the uh, the late aughts and early 2000s. Uh, let's see. Torian Green is the player coach right now. Kayvon Allen, uh, Flanders Fleming, uh, Corey Brewer, Igor Kulachev, Keith Stone, uh, and a few others. There is another big name that you guys uh, will be looking out for that will be exciting to hear about we can let them know now Dan. i'm pulling up just let them know now yeah i'm hooping uh, letting you guys know right now that silk is pulling right up point, for those baby. at the gatorverse that are listening right now man give me um, give me joe kim no on that team bro not man, not me, the name give, that is on joe this on list uh but a name that i think most people will be excited about uh, and quick Come shout out to Al Horford and uh, Udonis Haslam. So we'll be going up, I'm sure, many reps against each other in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, with I don't know about many reps for Haslam. No, I don't think so. I just, you know, just nice to think about. Hey, White Chocolate looks like he can still play. Jason Williams, every, every time I see him, I'm like, he is still in his fighting shape, still in his fighting weight. If Haslam could still play, White Chocolate definitely still play. Oh, easy, easy. Shout out to uh, Heat captain, Gator legend, uh, and probably mayor, like mayor, of, like mayor of Miami. You and, and noted Miami Heat or Miami Hurricanes fan. Yeah, he don't embrace us like that. I don't be giving Haslam love like that, bro. Well, well, the 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 two Heat fans here will. Yeah, I will, I will respect him for for what he's yeah. done. For me, a lifelong minded yeah. Heat fan. He'll be repping the Gators like that, bro. I don't know if I rock uh, the casual, man. Oh, Captain, my captain. Oh, Captain, my captain. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. So uh, there is another name that uh, Gator fans were disappointed about this weekend, and that was Rhode Island transfer portal DB uh, Antonio Carter II. 
uh, committed to Notre Dame, uh, had scheduled a visit to come to Florida yesterday, which was Sunday, uh, but commits to Notre Dame on the weekend. A lot of fans getting an uproar. Um, you guys in an uproar? I wanted him. I'm going to tell you that. Like, I wanted my safety room isn't, isn't, you know, I, I like RJ Moten. Uh, he's penciled in as, as a starter just from experience, uh, snap wise. I think I thought he did a decent job at, at Michigan. Uh, so I got him penciled in as a starter. Uh, hearing that Kamari Wilson may be a linebacker, you know, uh, Miguel Wilson is young. I'm sorry, Miguel Mitchell is young. And then the rest of our room, uh, if you look at it, bro, it's uh, the whole room's young. The whole room's young, and then you got Jamarcus Weston who tra- who, who moved from okay. uh, receiver to safety. So mm-hmm. I, I would have liked to get a guy that has some good film, you know, uh, could play the star or the safety, has some film at corner. Most of his stuff was at corner, but we was recruiting him or to get in, trying trying to get him to transfer at, at uh, star or safety. So I, I wanted that guy in my room, uh, and, I, and I was excited. I uh, think we had the last visit. You know, he canceled a couple of visits in between. So I'm just mm-hmm. like getting more excited. I'm like, oh, he didn't show up to LSU this weekend? Okay, that's good business. That was you know, not good business. Was, and it's a slam dunk. But the entire time, Notre Dame was working uh, since his visit to Notre Dame. Uh, and they was able to close before he got to the, to the campus of the University of Florida. Yeah. And uh, for, for everyone that was like up in, up in arms about Florida staff wanting guys to send them tape, um, you know, this is a kid who had no problem when Florida asked to, to hey, go do this workout for us, and, and we want to evaluate it. Had no problem. Liked it. Thought that that was the coaches investing in him and, and wanting to make sure that it was the right decision. Ultimately, that process gets you the last visit. You like the last visit. You want the last visit. This isn't high school recruiting. This is speed dating. Guys are trying to get to their next place, and like you said, Silk, they're trying to get filmed. Um, if he's a guy who has Notre Dame asking him to come play, LSU come to come play, hey, I like Notre Dame. We're, we're cool. We're going to kick it here. So Florida misses out on a visit. Um, I, I don't think it's the that process that cost them. It might cost you with some other guys, but it wasn't that process, that tape mm-hmm. and send us film. It wasn't that wasn't the process with him. Um, just it, it's, it's tricky. I think the recruiting in the portal, specifically recruiting in the second portion of the portal – is way different than high school and, and and even different than that first transfer portal when, when it's open for 45 days or so. Yeah, no, wanted him. Good player. I uh, think he's going to have a good career. Um, you know, Marcus Freeman is obviously a tenacious recruiter as well. Uh, it's one of those things that you, you get in order, right? Obviously, you want to be that last pick. I mean, it, it's tough. Okay. I like to think of these players as people too, right? Um you know, a player from up north, maybe wanting to stay up north. There's obviously some ties to to Notre Dame, depending on religion, if that's something you're looking for. And obviously Notre Dame is an exceptional school. And sometimes the visit just blows people out of the water, right? Florida's been in that position before where somebody had other visits planned uh, and they canceled those. So I, I'm not putting this one on on Billy and the staff. I think it's just one of those things, like you said, Nick and, and Silk, it, it is speed dating. And sometimes somebody just checks those boxes, right? Um, it's a tough loss. Uh, there's still some other players, and we'll talk about a few here in a second, uh, that are in the portal. But I, I just don't know if I'm blaming this one on Napier. I think they did as much as you can. And if a guy has mm-hmm. a visit scheduled for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, or Monday, Tuesday, whatever it might be, that's the schedule, right? And it, it wouldn't be 
possible to think of the idea that they, that somebody might want to regionalize their travel a little bit too, right? Going from one school that's close to the other, close to the other, and then making the flight down. But to say to fly to Rhode Island, back to South Bend, over to Alabama, whatever it might be also just picking random schools here might not be possible as well. So a lot of things go into it, but obviously the fans were, were upset about that one. Um, but I mean, he would compete at star with, uh, with Jadarius Perkins. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with Jaden Hill. I didn't think the experiment star with Jaden Hill worked out uh, in the spring. He didn't look super fluid inside. Um, I think he's probably God, more of an outside guy where, where you've got Jalen Kimber and, and, and Moore and, and Marshall, and that's crowded out there. So I think he would have competed. And also, I mean, Jaden Hill's in, in Cape Town right now, I think still. Um, hmm. But is great life experience. But is he? Uh, are are you? Are there potential graduate transfers? Can well, Jadarius Perkins already transferred. He should be getting close to graduating. Um, if Florida brings in another star, is he like peace? I'm out. Um, so there, I mean, there's always there's always a trying to keep your roster intact. Now with NIL and the portal, you're continuing to recruit your roster at all times. So I don't, I'm not saying Florida told. Um, this kid not to go. I'm just trying to you know figure things out at star. Um, I think Antonio would have been able to compete if not start at that star position. And what do you have left, you know, in that room? Yeah, that's what that's what goes into a lot of these <laughs> decisions too. Because he could not only at Notre Dame could he play star, he could probably play corner, which mm-hmm. he's playing at Rhode Island. He wasn't going to play corner here, so the opportunity to be able to start at maybe safety, star, and corner at Notre Dame. It's going to outweigh competing at, you mm-hmm. know, and earning a spot with the previous starter, Jadarius Perkins, coming back. At a um, new position, too, he, right? He, even if he at a new position in defense that's similar to what he's already played in, even if he thinks the world of himself, uh, Notre Dame is a, is a story, historic, mm-hmm. one of the greatest programs ever, you know, and they offering – and they also a little hotter than us as far as what they did last season. Um, so they got more in, – in, in the average person mind, they may have more to play for uh, this season. So that goes into the decision-making – uh, the portal recruiting is just going to be a little different. But like Nick said, you got to monitor uh, guys you got at that spot as well. And I don't think Jadarius Perkins is going to go anywhere because there's nowhere he's going to go and get, you know, a better platform to perform at the star, you know, with, with less friction right now. He don't have a whole lot of competition at that spot. Right. Then I was wrong. He's originally from Orlando, Florida. So ignore yeah, Florida. where I said that he's from up north. But he played up north. Maybe he loves the snow and the cold and – the darkness mm, and the, the skies and, and everything else. But again, you never know. Uh, Silky made a good point there. Um, Listen, bro, I don't think there, I don't think anyone in Orlando playing high school football is like, man, the sun, this stuff's for the birds. Where can away. I go? Where can like, I go? <laughs> yeah, bro. It's like he's trying to come back and see the sun. I guess not. He's been to Rhode Island for four or five years, bro. He's just trying to get that one year in the NFL check, man. And whatever NIL, I didn't say NIL in my whole equation. Of that right. one year deal, that's that's also a thing. But I mean, you're getting a one year. He's a one year guy, am I correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a one year guy off to the league. So it, it's not the weather. It's about a semester at best. Well, know? I guess he has technically <laughs> two, two years to play. Okay, I'm sorry. Theoretically, yeah. Man, you should have went to Florida State. <laughs> and um, yeah. Sorry, just looking up some more information about him. His, uh, yeah, I don't know, tough loss. Um, but you, you got what 
you got what you could do, right? And and that's how they the schedule uh, of his visits lasted or uh, prolonged, and in Florida just missed. Uh, I know a lot of folks were kind of upset about uh, Trey Amos as well. Uh, Billy Napier and his staff had recruited him uh, over to Louisiana. He's heading to Alabama. Um, I don't think that Florida ever really uh, initiated too much of a of an interest there for him, and certainly can't uh, blame a kid for for wanting to go to Alabama, no matter where he um, you know where where he fits on that depth chart. Um, the other intriguing name here is Louisiana safety Cam Pettis Clo. Lou, gotta be Lou. Pettis Lou. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I was trying to figure out the first. Um, Not the greatest at this pronunciation thing, but I know who he's <laughs> Pettis Clo. Pettis Clo is what I'm going to stick with. Um, that sounds like that's a hockey pronunciation there, Dan. Right. Yeah, probably you so. take it in New Orleans. Lou. Yeah. Um, but he entered the transfer portal uh, second highest rated safety last season, according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, at an 89.7, uh, he is a grad transfer. He entered after the portal period ended. Um, but thoughts, any uh, anything you're uh, hearing, Nick? Nothing. Nick's not hearing anything. Nathaniel is what he's hearing. Uh, I, he's, a, he's a smaller statue guy, but the stats are, are very good. Uh, Billy brought, the, brought him into Louisiana as a walk-on. Uh, turned out being one of their better players. On the team, he has some interest across. You know, LSU is bringing mm-hmm. him in for a visit. He's Makes a Louisiana kid. Um, I think Florida State has reached out and contact him. Contact him as well. Uh, I'm interested to see if we are. Uh, but like I say, he's a, he's a smaller kid. No heightism. No beef with his, him being five nine or anything like that. Uh, one mind just another veteran safety to be able to you know line us up and get us where we need to be. To, to go beside R.J. Moten and give my, my younger guys some transition time to get closer, you know, acc- acclimated to the uh, college football. I think highly of Jordan Castell and Thornton and, and Aaron Gates as well whenever he gets on mm-hmm. camera. Yeah. Uh, still giving a shout-out to the Short Kings over there. Um, I, I don't I don't know that – like, listen, obviously there's some familiarity there, but he's also, you know, a Louisiana kid. Um I think LSU would be a good spot. Um, you've kind of hit that. You've kind of ticked that box with veteran leadership and RJ Moten. And then at what point do you get diminishing returns? Then you mentioned Jordan Castell, Bryce Thornton. Okay. We're bringing in another one year bandaid for veteran leadership, which will give our guys that we're trying to develop for the, for the future, less reps in practice and, and potentially less time to get on the field because this kid will play on special teams and they won't even get that special teams experience. Um, to me, you hit, you ticked your box of safety for, for leadership. Um, you know, this is not like where you're looking to get Reggie Nelson from Juco here and, mm-hmm. and you're going to slide him in. So to me, you're fine. Safety. I'd like to get an edge rusher. If there was one uh, pass catching tight end, um, another offensive lineman, like, can you have enough offensive lineman? I think you, I think Florida could, Stand to add two, um, but to me, I think you're okay at safety right now. You think uh, I'm not okay with safety? I like the room. I, I mean, I I don't I don't, love, I don't love that room, but I think you're. What else are you adding? It just goes back to like what I think of the portal. What's available in the portal overall? I just don't think it's that that great. 
Yeah, the overall room, I like the room, the young boys in the future of the room, I would say, like the overall room. But I don't know if Kamari Wilson is going to be a safety in the fall. Like, I don't know what his, his future is at the position. If you scratch him off the list, and I'm not even really counting Jamarcus Weston, then you really have <laughs> – no, 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 don't. And a couple freshmen, you know, and Miguel Mitchell. Yeah. You really don't have – so I, I wouldn't mind it. I don't think it would, would shrink because uh, – the, 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 I'm sorry. I don't think it would shrink Jordan Castell and Bryce Thornton's uh, maturation process mm-hmm. uh, by getting the guy in because, you know, you need somebody to be able to, to, you know, like I think you could throw guys in too early and they could get burnt by fire and never recover, you know. Um, right. I trade in play early and we're thinking, oh, he'll get better as he get older. And that, that just it didn't really <laughs> never materialize, man. Like he got baptized by fire that first year and it just never, it never, you know, sunk in. He never developed correctly in my mind. So um, I wouldn't mind just, you know, and I don't think the room changed. You missed out on a couple of safeties that you want to bring in anyways, and it's still availability. I'm not saying they should go out them, but I would understand if they did. Yeah. Uh, good enough to play at LSU. He's damn sure good enough to play at, at Florida. I think, yeah. we're on the, I think we're on that same page then still because I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to go out of my way. I'm not going to go crazy to go grab one. Right. But it, but if but if you, if he slides in my DMs and he's like, hey, can I come play football for you? Right. Like, yeah, sure. Here you go. Here's a here's a right. plane ticket. Here's the hotel. Let's come see you. Right. Yeah. No, I'm uh I'm in favor of all the help the safety room could get right now. Um, you know, Miguel Mitchell. I think that we're all very high on. Uh, Kamari Wilson, a guy that you know, I think if Kamari Wilson was wearing the number zero last year, uh, there would have been a lot more complaints about him than, than him just being a freshman. And hopefully you see some some mature, maturation and, you know, some improvement in the offseason in there. But, you know, he got a lot of, you know, well, he's just a freshman, you know, last season. So hope that we can see some improvement there. And then Nick or Silk, I'm, I'm just as high on all those safeties as you are. Um, but I think you make a, an astute point there when you say, hey, you, you want to make sure you're not messing with their uh, with their, the mental part of the game, right? So being able to bring in, add somebody that second highest guy rated on pro football focus, you can still get the opportunity to advance these guys because all of Florida's fresh or all of Florida safeties that we're excited about, except for RJ Moten, are freshmen and sophomores, right? So Florida's going to need you know, even if it's an experienced person to be able to help call out and, and quarterback some of that defense. And I know Florida relies heavily on that linebacker to do that, but that safety position is just as important for that. So somebody being able to come in, call those reads, et cetera. Um, I, I think that, you know, Florida should absolutely be in his DMs. Hopefully, you know, <laughs> we are. Um, but, yeah, yeah. you know, also if the kid's from Louisiana, wants to stay in Louisiana, going to play safety at LSU is – is probably a lifelong dream for him too, especially as I, and I didn't know that Silk as a as a former walk on himself. So, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harrison Sanchez, Silk. Uh, what do you mean, Kamari Wilson might not be a safety? Where else would he play? Too light to be a linebacker. I don't know if he is in today in today's football. Uh, if he's too light, and then I think he probably can move down to the starters. Just, just I don't know if he can play start. I don't know. Nope. Uh, but in, in my in my mind, like what's what's his height? He's about six foot, six one. Yeah, probably about. That's good. Wait, uh, this what, is not how's the, how's the show. How's, how's the NFL? How's the NFL do it? It's like six, we have him at six and, foot two hundred pounds. He's probably like yeah. six foot and three eighths. Yeah, so he could get his uh, Jaden Davis going type type stuff. I think he's a, a sideline to sideline type guy. You want to get him in the box, uh, coming downhill a lot, and you know being able to play in that position. But 
from what I'm hearing, you know, like on the back end, it's just not that fluid. It's not like he's not his angles uh, could be bad. And this is like from what I'm hearing, I could be wrong. Uh, There's no slight towards him. I know how people get with this stuff. Um, Everything's personal. Everything's personal. It's not personal. It's just what what I'm hearing and kind of what I've saw. But, you know, it's bad angles. uh, uh, And just from an athletic standpoint, certain things you need to be able to do in this league. And I think guys like Corey Raymond, who's been around this league for a long time, they're going to be able to spot ability uh, right away and say, hey, yeah, this guy could do this at safety or he can't. Maybe he should move to this position. And I just think Kamara is going to be one of those guys that possibly, you know, have to move positions or, or you know, the staff may be looking at him a little differently than when they did when they got him as a commit, a safety commit. That's all. Yeah, I think, um, I think he has already been posed with the question about moving, um, doesn't want to, which happened to Trey Dean. Um, as a freshman, and then again as a sophomore, <clears throat> TD five. Um, it got to the point with Trey Dean where he just got benched. It was like, okay, well, you don't want to play safe, or you don't want to play safety, you don't want to play nickel, or you were getting burnt in nickel. You don't want to play safety, so we moved you to nickel. You're getting burnt in nickel, and now you're just not playing. And then he finally said, okay, well, I'll play safety. Um, I think for uh, Kamari. I think RJ Moten has a good shot of taking over that starting job over him. And, and now it's okay. Well, if I want to get on the field, where can I get on the field? Yeah, certainly uh, interesting dynamics there in, in Florida's backfield. Um, after that conversation, are you guys uh, wanting to take Cam? Yeah. Yeah. Slide him on what you did. Talked ourselves <laughs> into it. I just, uh, a little bit. I wanted you know, to be Nick almost talked me out of it. You know? Nick almost talked me out of it. I was like, I don't know. I kind of like the guy. Yeah, he's yeah, making him Nick. Little Bob Sanders vibe. He comes down here with bad intentions. He may be okay for the, the Gators, Jeez, man. Nick Sanders was like persuasive. Big Bob Sanders fan, man. All right, boys. Let's get into a, a couple of other uh, aspects of our show. Before we do that, uh, let's give a shout out to our friends over at Homefield Apparel. Go visit homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Stadium and Gale. Get 15% off of your order. A uh, lot of Florida Gator stuff on there. I think about 18, 19 different things that you can get, a bunch of different schools. And then also, if you are an Indianapolis Colts fan now because of Anthony Richardson, they have a deal with the Indianapolis Colts to get some vintage apparel as well. So again, homefieldapparel.com, promo code Stadium and Gale. I uh, do want to uh, get into a little bit of recruiting the Gators, uh, or it has been announced that today on Tuesday, or Monday, pardon me, you're listening on Tuesday, on Monday, five-star wide receiver and Ohio State commit Mylon Graham is going to be visiting the University of Florida. He is ranked as the number 19 overall prospect and number four wide receiver in the class of 2024, according to 247. So uh, thoughts on him? Was that name a surprise? Uh, yeah, he was down in Miami as well the week the day before. I think he's on a little tour right now. I don't want to get the people too excited, but you mm-hmm. always want these people on your campus. Especially you gotta you stop giving them like, free like, lunches, Silk. It ain't my bread, man. Uh, you know, <laughs> like give them all the free lunch, man. I went to I, I went on an official visit with a kid one time at Florida, man. This is years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and they give you a boatload of food. I was surprised oh, that Dan Mullen was yeah, giving it's a out nice spread. Training. Bro, they just give you Gatorades just for being, you know, walking through the building. You gotta leave. Yep. You gotta leave here with these snacks, bro. Like if you're not, you get like penalized or something crazy. 
But uh, yeah, give him all the snacks, all the food. Love that he was on campus. But I do want everybody to know that he's on a little. Some of these kids take summer tours, and he's on something like mm-hmm. that right now. But wouldn't mind running down on on, on part line for a receiver. But get him, yeah, but they, get him on campus, like like for sure. Nothing. There's nothing wrong with getting a guy on campus as much as you possibly can. Nothing bad can come from that. And on an unofficial visit, we only really got to pay for their lunch like that. So allegedly. Allegedly. Um, I'll say work in the football recruiting office. It is absolutely incredible how much food is there for visitors and unofficial visitors. I mean, it is. It's crazy. Uh, it's a it's a cornucopia of different yeah. options. I know Florida Smoothies. at the time, not sure what they're doing yeah. now, did a yeah. ton of sunnies, uh, all the snacks, all the fruit, all the drinks that anybody could ever want, including literally uh, probably crates and crates of, uh, of Gatorade there. Uh, top 40 tight end um sorry here uh travel frederick jr he's a two-lane commit uh has announced that he is going to visit uh the university of florida in about a month uh, the 17th and 18th of june for an unofficial visit uh he is ranked right now as the 835th player overall uh number 39 tight end uh in the country nick oh Brief pause. You said you want Florida to go get another tight end. I mean, it, it's tough currently, right? Because you have you eight have on the roster, you have eight on the eight on right. scholarship. Um, yeah, more know, than ten percent of the current scholarship players at UF are are tight ends. Yeah, yeah. Good thing they throw the ball to them a lot. Um, I think I think it'll be seven. Um, and, and I don't think Zip plays this year, so you're really mm-hmm. with which is more of a, a you know a digestible number mm-hmm. um but you, you know I, I just don't see outside of Arliss Boardingham I don't see a guy that is a, a true receiving threat so if you can find that in the portal then I'd say bring him on but you, you don't mm-hmm. need um a, another big blocking tight end you need you know more of that that h back type this is high school recruiting Nick <laughs> well, for, for well, stars, zip, zip can come back. You're gonna, ha- you're only gonna lose one of those scholarship, um, unless zip transfers. You're only gonna lose one of those scholarship tight ends. Like you're still gonna have uh, a very uh, packed, a healthy next number. year. Yeah, very healthy. Uh, four star linebacker, the class of 2025 from Fort Pierce, John Carroll High School. Uh, Tarvos Alford uh, is going to uh, has announced his top two teams of Florida and Ohio State. He's the number 15 linebacker uh, in the country. Jay Bateman caught a lot of smoke on this podcast and others. Um, but is doing respect a- on that man's name. I sure am. Um, speaking of linebacker, four star linebacker Jamonta Waller. Um, he announced his top 10 of Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Penn State, Tennessee, Texas A&M, and Florida. He is going to visit on June 16th. He does have visits scheduled with Auburn, Penn State, and Georgia uh, as well. Spoke very highly of Austin Armstrong and Jay Bateman. Um, any thoughts on Jamonta Waller before we move on to a big decommitment target as well? No. I know well, Waller has official visits set up. Uh, Florida, June 16th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Auburn, June 2nd. Penn State, June 9th. And Georgia, June 23rd. That's the competition so far. Yep. Uh, four-star defensive back 
uh, previously committed to Michigan State. Jamari Howard uh, has decommitted uh, originally from uh, or is from Hialeah. Uh, goes to Westland High School. Announced on Saturday uh, that he is going to be leaving the Michigan State class. He did not uh, rule them out, and he is going to be taking an official visit. He is six foot one and a half. 170 pounds, the number 10 corner, number 79 overall recruit. Um, I know he speaks very highly of Corey Raymond, like most do. Uh, also being recruited by Sean Spencer. Uh, Florida is um, definitely one to watch here. Yeah, uh, visit June 2nd. He's going to be the same weekend as PJ DJ Lagway. Uh, like you said, six one and a half guy has like a six eight six eight wing span. Uh, track dude does fit track and field, so he does a lot of long jump. Uh, I got him number one on my my cornerback board. I think he's he's top dog. It, it is a down year for Florida, which is not that down uh, for cornerback, but he, he's one of those guys. And I think it's a big three battle. I like where we stand in it. Uh, let's see. Uh, four star tight end Eric Carner had Florida uh, in his top five. They're also. Uh, working on four-star tight end Amir Jackson uh, as well. Obviously, a lot of names uh, in the tight end room that we're starting to hear a little bit more about. Uh, we mentioned yep. Chris Jones as a target uh, for Florida, but a lot of a lot of names still. Yeah, Russ Callaway got a good room. We'll, we'll see how many because, like Nick said, we have a lot of bodies at the position. Mm -hmm. We'll see how how the roster management works, but I do like the activity. And the feedback we're getting in interviews from Ru about Russ Calloway mm -hmm. so far, and, and that's what we've said. Like, listen, um, when Brew when Brew was thought to be the best tight end coach in the country, I don't think it was because uh, your ex's nose. You're getting Jimmys and Joes on campus. I think at, at that spot, especially on Florida's roster, I think Russ Calloway's biggest job is going to be getting Jimmys and Joes more than uh, helping out with the ex's nose. So, what can you do recruiting? Um, there's been positive feedback on him, and and uh, you're gonna have to. I think, what, what what do you think the number is, Silk, for tight ends that you want in this class? I would like to, depend on who they're getting, but uh, I like the kid from from Chicago. Uh, he's good, uh, and I like Amir. I think both of those guys aren't just in line blocking tight end. I think they're guys mm -hmm. that, that can block in line, but they're also athletic enough to to get out in space and and, and make some linebackers and stuff miss. So. Uh, I like I like the whole room, you know, uh, some athletic big guys. But obviously we can't land all those guys. Obviously we're in competition with other programs. Some of them, we'll see where Russ uh, actually lands before I start giving him too many flowers. But I do like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I really like in, in terms of that, you mentioned him, Amir Jackson. I think – Board, um, I was in the room. I like the board. Yeah. Um, I think Amir Jackson, just watching him a little bit uh, after talking with Keith and Corey about him, I think he wins a lot of those 50-50 balls, and that probably goes to that that length that you were talking about. Right. Uh, in other recruiting news, uh, DJ, PJ DJ. PJ. Hey, DJ, baby. Inadvertently, uh, and rest in peace to his mentions and having to deal with uh, some mama, keyboard man. Everybody warriors. Everybody go hug your mama, man. Yeah. Woo, um, boy. Well, I want to talk a little bit about this controversy. So if you had a better Sunday than about, I don't know, about 250 Florida Gator fans on a late <laughs> morning on Mother's Day, um, 
DJ Lagway posted a photo and said, happy Mother's Day of the, of the sorts. And it was a picture uh, with him and his mom, which was on a visit to Clemson. He is wearing a Clemson jersey. His mom is wearing a Clemson sweater. Um, immediately after, most fans probably didn't notice this because they were in a tizzy and taking their blood pressure medication. Uh, noticed that he retweeted that Florida had a, uh, a Mother's Day uh, graphic that they put out and immediately retweeted. Um, Fans were in a tizzy, though, Nick. Um, there was posts on the on three message board, people trying to get ahead of the mess, people breaking down a little bit. The mentions were were in shambles in, in his account. Um, in my opinion, is, is guys, you just got you got to relax, right? It, it is a picture of him and his mom. Um, I don't know if such picture exists with him and his mom at the University of Florida. Maybe his mom picked it out. She thought she looked pretty, whatever it might have been but we've got to relax on the 17 year olds posting photos on, uh, on Twitter and thinking that it's the, uh, a decommitment announcement. Hey, love yourself. You don't need to be freaking out about, uh, the social media posts of 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 year olds. Love yourself. Go outside. Watch yeah, a movie. Yeah. It was actually nice out yesterday too. Was yeah. I watched uh, air yesterday. Great. movie. Fantastic. Saw it in theaters. Ooh, I haven't seen area. I'm at the bootleg that mm-hmm. I did. Well, it's on. Um, I'm scared of theaters now. Amazon just Prime now. streaming. Yeah, uh, it's on Amazon Prime as of Friday. Oh, I check it out. Uh, what I, what I think about what I think about him dropping that pick. I wish he would have had a better picture. You know, he, he took a lot of pictures with his mom over the years. The baby picture would have worked. You know? <laughs> like, get, <laughs> get, get a little nostalgic with it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to. I want baby picture. Uh, would baby picture would have worked. You got to go Biggie Smalls album cover type joint. Moms would have appreciated that. She ain't not gonna get mad at the baby picture. Uh, but you know, I don't think it's anything at all. You know, he he moves like actions always speak louder than words, and he moves like the leader of this class, and he moves like a you know, like he wants to be at the University of Florida. He's on the PJ every other weekend, mm-hmm. uh, hanging out and building relationships with the with the players he's trying to get commit or the player that's that's committed. So, uh, yeah, just go hug your mom on Mother's Day. That's that's my. That's the moral of the story. That is a, it's a great, that's a great moral uh, there, Silk. Um, in other recruiting news, basketball, the Gators la- are landed uh, top 150 prospect Isaiah Brown uh, yesterday, six foot four, 170 pound uh, shooting guard from Orlando Christian Prep, the 24 ranked uh, shooting guard, 121st ranked player overall. Uh, I think that is the third commitment uh, in his short time that Todd Golden has been recruiting high school players for University of Florida that he's landed out of Orlando. I know Connor Clark is a big fan of that strategy. Uh, so congratulations to him. Uh, average 18.6 points, 5.7 uh, rebounds per game, and 1.3 steals per game. So uh, Gators have the 23rd ranked recruiting class in the class of 2024. Um, so obviously a lot of work has been done in the transfer portal for university of Florida, uh, basketball, but, uh, Isaiah Brown, welcome to Gator nation. Uh, getting towards the end of our show here. One one recruiting, uh, thing I thought was a a notable offer that went out, uh, was, I hope I'm saying his name right. Isaiah shine, uh, mainland athlete, 16, right. Mm, mm -hmm. Uh, six two hundred and eighty pound athlete. Uh, he has offers right now from Ole Miss, Kentucky, Maryland, Oregon State, West Virginia, Iowa State. Uh, he's teammates with L.J. McCray, defensive lineman. That's that's and also Zay Mintz in the DB that we offer. Uh, mm-hmm. We're the first team 
uh, and, you know, major players to offer all three guys, just something to watch out for. I think Zay Mincy, after missing out on Jordan Pryor, who decided to go to Texas A&M, mm -hmm. um, I got Zay Mincy number two on our board regardless. But um, the safety room, I think we're think taking three this cycle, and that's just something notable to watch. If we get all three guys from the mainland, I think all three of those guys are players. Um, and just another guy in the defensive back room that I like, and I think uh, we may get him June 2nd. He's still trying to figure out an official visit. Um, out of Rhode Island is Justin Denson. I think he's going to blow up. Uh, he's not ranked in the top 150 right now, but he's a guy that's built around the same frame as as um, uh, Jamari Howard, 6'2", mm -hmm. you know, long wingspan, very athletic. I think he could play safety, star, or corner as well. Uh, but Raymond thinks highly of him. And he's also, like, some of the big dogs are getting in on his recruitment. Uh, Alabama, Notre Dame, Ole Miss, Oklahoma, Michigan State, Kentucky, and Penn State. But I think we lead there as well. Perfect. Uh, good little nuggets there. Let's get uh, to the end of our show here. Oh, uh, Dan. Yeah. Um, good, good news. Um, I see that your investment has a, uh, a little uptick. Uh, <laughs> uh, went up a penny today. I don't know when you when you look because it's down again. Okay, yeah. never mind. Sorry. Dan was sad that Dan was sad that it was up. I'm like, what? Yeah. I made we're down, we're down another three point five four percent. Okay. Mm. Hmm. It's tough. Um, we are down over the last five days twenty three percent, fifty five point oh six percent over the last month. 63.38% over the last six months and then 72.91 cents year to date. Uh, it Man. has been a rough few months and I'm sure you're asking yourself, listener, there must be a meeting to discuss our Q4 and year uh, end results um, for a, a time period that ended five and a half months ago. And I've been fervently checking my email and, um, <laughs> Still nothing there. Uh, still no shareholder meetings. Um, it's just been a rough, rough few months, even so much that I uh, meant to use the word fervishly uh, mm -hmm. and I made up a word instead. That's how uh, mm. flustered I am as a shareholder. Mm. You should start by downloading the app and supporting your people. You know? I already have it on my phone. Download it's it? called okay. Apple Health. Um, it's <laughs> called on my phone. That's Apple Wallet. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody has Apple Wallet for sure. I got Apple Wallet. Yeah, mm. it's uh, how Harrison asks, how disappointed am I as a shareholder? Um, very. Uh, it, it's climbing day by day. I don't <laughs> even know if wish I can You wish your shares were climbing as much as your disappointment. Right. My disappointment, <laughs> my disappointment climbing and my shares climbing down the other way are, mm -hmm. are, are a perfect circle together. So the, the stock um, and your disappointment are in different directions. Correct. Yep. Um, let's see. In other Gator news, uh, the Gator softball team uh, is heading out to Stanford for the Palo Alto Regional. Uh, Stanford, Loyola, Marymount, California, and Long Beach State are in there. Uh, three California schools and a school from Florida. Uh, interesting little uh, uh, matchup there. Uh, unfortunately, the Gators lacrosse team, uh, which had won the AAC, uh, lost in crushing fashion. Uh, they lost with 10 seconds left uh, to Notre Dame no, um, in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Uh, unfortunate uh, loss for them. Great season. 
uh, but ultimately the Gators lose. Uh, the Florida Gators golf team uh, will be ranked number two heading into regionals, uh, which is awesome for them. I uh, want to give a shout out to the track and field team Let's that won. Go. What? No, track, man. The boys late this weekend. My yeah, track and, track and field. Uh, 15 medals at the SEC Outdoor Championships. Um, the Gators men's team finished sixth. The women's team finished second. Uh, let's give a quick shout-out to all of them individually. Sterling Lester won bronze in the women's heptathlon. Uh, Alita Van Dalen won gold in women's shot put. Uh, Jasmine Moore uh, and Claire Bryant won gold and bronze, respectively, in women's long jump. Uh, the team of Ryan Willie, Ja'Cory Patterson, P.J. Austin, and Robert Gregory uh, fun, finished silver in the 4 by one 37.93 seconds, uh, second fastest time in collegiate history and new school record. Gabriel Wilkinson won bronze in the women's 1500 Alita Van Dielen won her second medal, uh, coming in second or winning silver in women's discus. Ryan Willey and Talitha Diggs both uh, medaled in the 400. Ryan Willey won gold, uh, running the second fastest time in school history and fourth fastest in the world this year. Uh, and Talitha Diggs got a bronze on her season best time. Jasmine Moore won gold in horizontal jump. Uh, she swept the long jump and triple jump um, at uh, the indoor and outdoor in both 2023 and 2022. Uh, Imogen Barrett uh, won bronze in the 800. And Vanessa Watson uh, earned bronze in the 400-meter hurdles. Uh, Robert Gregory won gold in the 200-meter uh, with a 20.12. Wow. Uh, Nick, do you think you – how fast do you think you could run a 200? Mm, um, does minutes. the clock stop when I fall down with my hamstring injury? Um, and I would have to test to see uh, how fast I can walk then limping post hamstring injury in the 200. Mm. So I, I, next, I, next Monday, a DNF for Nick. No, no, uh, we're going to finish. We're going to finish. Oh, okay. The people might not be in the stands. They got started. <laughs> started yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> You got time for your uh, yeah, yeah. bro. I'll get, I'll get in, I'll, I'll get a just pass put Nick lane in eight. I'll, I'll make, lanes. I'll make a lane nine, and I'll just walk, finish yeah. my. That was the seventh fastest time in school history, second fastest win legal time in the country where, this year. Where and would I need to start, Silk? Could I finish a one hundred before they finish their two? No. Come on, I can finish. <laughs> no, you can't. I, can't, I don't think on, so. Probably not. Damn, that's they, tough. They're like twenty seconds, bro. That's like if a hundred. I can run. I can run twenty second hundred, right? It depends on how your hamstring's holding up. Apparently, you have an injury. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. The twenty second hundred, you might be able to run one, man. All right, I, so I, I can run. run. I can run. I can run half of a race. Half so of you, their race faster than they can run their their whole race. No, about the yeah, same. Yeah, I think they'd be on one like <laughs> seventy by the time that you finished. I I would I would hear footsteps. I think you I would, would win, but I would, yeah, hear, yeah. <laughs> but I would hear footsteps. You'd after. look back and just start hauling ass. Ah! <laughs> look back, uh, no. <laughs> Parker Valby, uh, runner-up in the 5,000 meters. And I then, cannot do a 5,000 meter. That's well, a lot of meters. Right it's so a lot of meters. Worth. 15 minutes, 25 seconds, and 3 milliseconds. Uh -huh. New facility record. Lots of records mm. being set here. Uh, and then... 
Javon Powell, Emmanuel Bamadele. That's probably wrong. My apologies, Mr. Bamadele. Ja'Cory Patterson and Ryan Willie set a new collegiate record of two minutes, 57 seconds, and 76 milliseconds on the four by four. Nick, that is a, a mile run in less than three minutes. No, sir. Well, obviously, no individual could do that, but no, no, no. I mean, I meant yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And then Robert Gregory wins the Commissioner's Trophy, which was awarded to the highest point score at the SEC Outdoor Championships. Um, the Gators are going to travel to Jacksonville, lucky, uh, for the NCAA <laughs> East preliminaries May 24th through 27th. Any final thoughts, boys, before we get one final ad? You have song. Lucky. What am I missing on? Nah, very nice, man. Good, good job by the track and field. My dad hit me up. My dad's a big track and field guy. He followed like on every level. Uh, so he hit me up this weekend. Was like letting me know everything Florida was doing track wise. So I was on point with it and following it. Uh, just from that standpoint, shout out to Mouse, man. Mouse a beast. Mouse mm-hmm. is a beast. Uh, trying to see if we can get. Uh, let's get the team leaderboard for golf pulled up right now. They're playing Florida right now. Is plus one. Right now at the Eagle Eye Golf Club in beautiful Bath, Michigan. Looks like a a splendid course. Speaking of which, I won a uh, golf tournament, a little foursome scramble on uh, on Friday. So shout out to me. Also one closest to the pin on a 170-yard par three. Was about five and a half feet away. Uh, Just an excellent day for your boy. Went out, shot a career low uh, front nine on Saturday with a 39. Did not have a 39 on the back nine, but that's okay. Still that's shot over well. Front things are good. Things are good right now. So uh for let me guess. For uh, so for some scramble, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of swing oil um involved in that kind of day. Four guys out in the course, uh throwing some beers. We call uh, a beer, a beer on the course, uh, a cocktail on the course would be swing oil. Right. Okay. That's, I'm that's guessing I'm, I'm guessing the back nine. Uh, a little, a little over oiled on the back nine. Well, so uh, no for the, score. for the scramble. Yes, there was some some uh, swing oil, uh, swing but oil. we shot minus fifteen uh, as a foursome. Uh, you, it's a it's a scramble, best ball type of deal. Mm-hmm. Everybody shoots. You take the best shot, right? You so, cheat. Um, we okay. did not cheat, uh, and it is live. It's, it's it's live scoring too. Oh. So yeah. everything's logged into an app. No erasers, no nothing. Um, mm-hmm. This is my third time playing with this foursome. The third time that we've won. Um, mm. And then on Saturday, state. maybe a little fatigue. <laughs> Saturday, the, goal, the golden state of the Saint <laughs> four man scramble. Well, it's in Tampa, and that's where I live. Um, so. Steph Curry over here. Uh, I, a little t- fatigue, maybe. Uh, I shot a 46 mm-hmm. in the back nine, but uh, enough about me. Uh, good luck to the women yeah. or to the men's golf team that's plus one right now, uh, through somewhere between eight and 12 holes, uh, depending on which uh, which golfer they're following. So, uh, with that being said, we will end the show with a shout out to our friends over at Alumni Hall. Go visit Alumni Hall. Dot com. If you are listening to this right now on Monday, 
let me pull up who whom all is going to be there. But they are having an event right now. Well, today uh, at Alumni Hall. With I got the, you. It's uh, Derek Fabian, the, Hurston Waldrip, Brandon Sproats, and Colby Halter. Colby Halter. That's exactly right. Um, no purchase necessary. Free posters. Plus, you can shop in all, or in store. Pardon me for wall art, hats, shirts, and other items. They will take your photos and. They will have free samples from Yogurtology. So go check them out. That is on our Instagram page. Go check them go, out. Uh, I'm going to go hang out today. there as well. So if you're there, come and say what's up. I'm going to go hang out. You will be there? Yeah, I'm going to go hang out today. He's giving out autographs. I love that. It is uh, today, Monday, May 15th from 530 until 630. That is at on Archer Road. Go check out our friends over at Alumni. Harrison sticking up for you. Uh, it's not cheating. It's competing. It's I, I would call it enhancing their percentages of winning. Right. Mm. Well, I got. I, I got. I, I was golf. I golf with Dan before, and I seen somebody cheat Dan. Like somebody. Oh. Grab, somebody grabbed Dan ball. Pause. Uh, I, Whoa! <laughs> I you were no, doing what? I'm sorry, man. Let's end the show. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that's, that's fine. Trying to tell hey, hey, grabbing Dan's no, ball weird. is a great name. Yeah, for the show yeah, 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 man. All right, yeah, my All right. song, like I was saying, is uh, <laughs> uh black. Great ball, my song okay. of the week is "Great Balls of Fire" <laughs> by Dan. <laughs> <Dumpy>. <laughs> nah, no, nah, those I went golfing with Dan before out there in the Tampa area. And that's we, what you uh, guys call it. <laughs> relax, bro. <laughs> uh, but we we were all having a rough day, and uh, Dan wasn't. Somebody stole Dan Dan's placement. I would say where his his golf golf, golf ball. Shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. His shot. So, what golf ball do you play, Dan? Um, you know, I play a lot of Titleist golf balls. Mm. I like it. You should be like Chris Lee. We played with Chris Lee that same day. He just had faces on all his ball, his face. Oh, I need to get. I need to. I need Flex. to do that. Mm. No, bro. I don't know if you're, you're in the financial ball, position to. I don't know if you're in the financial position to be ordering custom golf balls. <laughs> might, be range, the might be hitting range balls in a couple weeks. <laughs> that's right. In the lake and in the uh, in the rough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess that is the thing, right? I mean, a lot of these, you know, companies will give out golf balls. I mean, we give them out of my company for for people, you know. And I guess they're like, oh, it's like guerrilla marketing. I mean, I guess it is. But if you're good at golf. Hopefully you're not losing that many golf balls, but obviously the way the amount of golf balls that we found that Chris Leak's face was on, um, he was a far better thrower than he was a golfer. Uh, sponsorship opportunity. If you own a golf ball company, I promise to leave at least 12 of your golf balls. Every round I play scattered around any course that I happen to be on. Get out of here. I don't need to putt green with me, man. Uh, Silk, what was your song? Uh, black talk back. Black with a six. Yeah. Six lack. Yeah. <laughs> six lack. Yeah. All right, boys. Same corner, same time next week. We got Andy Staples joining us next week. We got a lot of interviews lining up, including Billy Latsko. That should be a fun one. Uh, but uh, if you're still listening, make sure you like, subscribe, hit that like button, comment, do all that kind of fun stuff. And we will see you guys same corner, same time next week.
talk to you I hear don't talk down, but I do not care Cause when in full circle, no I will not spill It's been a long road, no you will not deal No you will not deal, let your mouth get that diarrhea I see a motherfucker and I wouldn't wanna be a Should be a one goal. Another million, I'ma need a drum roll. Been through the rain without a 